85% of small businesses in Canada now reject the Trudeau government's federal carbon tax and want it removed. As the inflation crisis worsens, 78% of Canadians plan on purchasing fewer gifts these coming holidays. A Canadian female powerlifter was hit with a two-year ban by the Canadian Powerlifting Union for advocating that women's sports remain single-sex. Hello Canada, it's Monday, November 13th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A recent survey by a small business advocacy group has revealed growing discontent among small businesses towards the federal carbon tax. Data by the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses, CFIB, shows that 85% of businesses now oppose the federal carbon tax and want it removed, a significant increase from the 52% opposition recorded just a year ago. The majority of small firms find the tax unfair, especially in light of the federal government's recent decision to exempt only one heating fuel, heating oil, from the tax. CFIB President Dan Kelly said, quote, Small businesses have been raising their concerns with the carbon tax for years. They pay about 40% of the costs of the carbon tax, but the federal government has promised to return only 10% to small businesses. The recent decision by the government to exempt certain Canadians from the carbon tax for heating costs has further exasperated the issue. The recent decision by the government to exempt certain Canadians from the carbon tax for heating costs has further exacerbated the issue. CFIB worries that the funding for this exemption may come at the expense of the small portion of carbon tax revenue earmarked to be returned to small businesses. To address these concerns, the CFIB is urging the federal government to make several important changes. The changes include expanding the carbon tax exemption to all forms of heating fuels used by small businesses, including natural gas and other sources, and halting future carbon tax increases, including the planned hike on April 1, 2024. CFIB President Dan Kelly raises an interesting concern here. Is the government planning on using the funds it raises off of Canadian taxpayers to potentially buy votes through this exemption? The Trudeau Liberals have called the carbon tax revenue neutral, but we know that's not the case. The government is making money off of this. It is a tax and Canadians are paying out of their pockets for what seems like a little political project of the Prime Minister's. Yeah, I think a lot of factors are coalescing here. First, Cosman, we have the fact that life is getting more expensive for Canadians, and whereas previously they may have thought, okay, yeah, I can pay a couple extra dollars or whatever amount through a carbon tax in order to offset any guilt I have about emissions. So perhaps they may have been willing to do that in the past because of new financial pressures, accumulated financial pressures, they're not so cool with that anymore. We could also maybe attribute a lot of success to messaging from the Conservative Party. They've really been relentless about, you know, axe the tax, talking a lot about the carbon tax, 
really hammering in the point that this is bad for your wallet. And I think maybe we can just say that's been successful. October 2023, a lot happened in terms of the carbon tax. You could even call it a domino effect. I mean, early in October, we had the liberal MP for Avalon in Newfoundland. His name's Ken McDonald. He was the only liberal to vote with the conservatives to repeal the carbon pricing system. And then later in October, of course, Trudeau implemented the three-year exemption on home heating oil, on carbon taxes on home heating oil. People instantly picked up on the fact that that really only affects those in Atlantic Canada. It looked like picking and choosing and the whole narrative just really unraveled from there. I just want to point to a piece I wrote recently because the Liberal government uh, is set to pledge a green alliance with the European Union at COP28 in the United Arab Emirates that's coming up with this month, actually, later this month and into December. And this green alliance, the purpose of it is to expand carbon pricing globally. So I don't think Trudeau will abandon the carbon tax during his term. And as far as taxes go, we know once they're introduced, governments get a taste for the revenues and it becomes very difficult to get rid of taxes once they're put into place. This was the case with the income tax, right? It was brought in during a time of war and we still have it here now. So if there's ever an opportunity to get rid of the carbon tax, I think it needs to be done right away with an incoming government because the quite frankly, the damage is done here. Canadians have paid into this tax for quite some time now, and it's starting to backfire. You know, we're, we're, we are at a time when many people are in need and the economy is not doing so well. Yet the government is belligerently sticking to this and even using it as a political weapon. With the holidays around the corner, many Canadians are feeling the squeeze while facing the prospect of holiday shopping, despite some signs that the economy is improving. According to a recent survey conducted by the Bank of Montreal, 78% of Canadians plan on purchasing fewer gifts this coming Christmas. The BMO Index tracks consumers by asking them about their personal finances, surveying Canadians 18 and older. The survey revealed that 40% of respondents said that they plan to buy less expensive gifts for friends and family, and more than half of respondents reported a sense of financial anxiety regarding the upcoming holidays, with 29% saying they feel less financially secure now than they did last year. A majority of those surveyed said that on average, they think it will take them three months to repay their holiday debt, while 24% said they weren't sure if they'd be able to repay their holiday debt in the time that it was due. Cosman, Canadians are cutting back on their spending and carefully watching their finances, yet the Trudeau government continues to tell us that everything is fine, our economy is performing great compared to other G7 countries. Is he totally out of touch? Absolutely. I think the government is out of touch and they selectively cite statistics that paint, uh, you know, things in their favor. But when you look at uh, other factors, other statistics reported by other organizations, you see that Canada's standard of living is lagging. A TD economics report from this summer showed that Canada's standard of living was far behind other developed nations 
And we also see this with reports from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which shows that Canada is not really attracting investment compared to its other developed nation counterparts. Yet despite all of this, the Trudeau government continues to spend, and it's still spending at pandemic levels to some degree. They haven't scaled back their spending to what it was before, they're just continuing to dish out money for their pet projects. Our current government's budgets have exceeded even wartime and recession budgets. It's exceeded the budget of the 2008 financial crisis. It's exceeded the budgets of World War II and World War I. It's quite astounding. A Canadian female powerlifter was hit with a two-year ban by the Canadian Powerlifting Union for advocating that women's sports remain single-sex and prohibit transgender male-to-female competitors who have a natural biological advantage from competing. The CPU's discipline panel suspended Team Canada powerlifter April Hutchinson for violating the organization's code of conduct social media policy based on a complaint submitted by Anne Andres, a transgender powerlifter. Hutchinson has been criticizing Andres' participation in female powerlifting competitions as Andres had broken several records held by biological women and has taunted her fellow competitors as weak and having, quote, tiny little T-Rex arms. In an exclusive interview, the Team Canada powerlifter April Hutchison told True North that she is very hurt by the CPU suspending her, but remains resolute in her will to appeal her suspension. Hutchinson said that the CPU had sent her multiple notices over the past several months to stop talking about Andres on social media and for allegedly making the union look bad. However, the CPU went ahead with suspending Hutchinson after she was invited on Piers Morgan uncensored and called Andres a biological man. It's a shame that an organization that pledges to represent women is punishing a biological woman for speaking out against a injustice. Countless female athletes have already shed light on just how unfair it is to compete against biological men and it seems like they're all being shut down. Why can't these woke sporting officials define what a woman is in the first place? Well, Cosman, Hutchinson actually spoke with the International Powerlifting Federation, which is the international body governing powerlifting worldwide. And according to Hutchinson, they told her that they agree with her and that she should not have been suspended by the Canadian Powerlifting Union for calling Andres a biological man. And apparently they told Hutchinson that, you know, if you suspend her, you also have to suspend Anne Andres because Anne Andres has been making fun of women for a year now. Hutchinson says she is fighting this suspension tooth and nail, so I'm sure we'll see more of this story to come. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner will be live today at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors, and if able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.